gentlemen, and welcome to the February 21st, 2017 edition of Season 4 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all of your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back at a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. This is the busiest and most happening time of the year for Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. It's playoff time, folks, and they are busy getting ready for uh, those championships that we will be talking about very shortly. Those trophies will be made very soon and will be held aloft by the winner of this year's hockey and basketball champions. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 because no matter how busy they are, they are never too busy for you and all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, what are you waiting for? You'll have access to all of our episodes going back to the very first episode of the very first season of The Court Report. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Yes, that's right, folks. I said it is the February 21st edition. I apologize for those of you that uh, tuned in on Sunday expecting a new new show. This past Sunday was uh, a personal event, uh, my engagement party. want to thank all of you who uh, came out and sent your well wishes. Thanks to Nachum, who uh, showed up at the event, making the event all the more special to myself and my bride. Um, again, thank you to everyone for the well wishes, and uh, looking for more Maslin Simcha moving forward. Well, that being said, that means we have our main show tonight, Tuesday night. This show will be on court again on Sunday, and the next Tuesday night, we will have an all-new episode of The Court Report for you. Um, Over the next week, we expect that several, if not just about all of the first-round games from uh, from each sport will be played. Obviously, there are some sports we'll get into each and every uh, playoff format so that you'll know exactly how the rounds go. There are certain leagues that have uh, a first round, and there are certain leagues that just jump right into the quarterfinals. We'll tell you how each of those go. Those that have a first round will have their games played this week, and there are some other leagues that will have that quarterfinal format that get an early jump as to what's going on. The next couple of weeks are very interesting given that uh, that there are several things going on. Obviously, uh, Wittenberg happened this this past week, uh, we will uh, hope to get you some of the results if we can. And not necessarily available right now, but the Wittenberg Wrestling Tournament happened in Frisch this past weekend. Uh, this coming, uh, well, I shouldn't say this coming, but over the next week, I believe it's next week actually, we get to Saracek. The Saracek uh, tournament seedings were released this past week. We told you last week that it was coming up. We will give you some details about that and also a little bit of controversy that's been brewing around the Saracek tournament. Not a new, not a new controversy, one that's sort of been around for the last few years, but certainly one that Yeshiva basketball fans will find intriguing. You'll get my take on 
on that as well. Pulling back for a moment, a very uh, heartwarming story this past week, or a very interesting story uh, involving one of our very own Yeshiva League alumni. Uh, just moving over to hockey for a second, for those of you that are Ranger fans that have been following NHL.com or anything Rangers-related, uh, one of my former players at Flatbush and um, a former goalie in the Yeshiva League graduated last year, Moshe Iluz, getting to experience uh, the dream of a, of a lifetime um, with a honorary five-day contract, the New York Rangers had an amazing press conference this past week, got to practice with the team, and uh, was on ice this past Sunday for the game with the Capitals for the uh, the national anthem. Um, got a, there's an interesting story, story attached to that. Um, it, it's one of those really heartwarming stories of, of, a, uh, of a kid who... Um, was diagnosed with you know a very very awful disease cancer, uh, overcoming it and uh, or I shouldn't say overcoming it it's not something like that but suffering through all that that occurred and uh, managing to fight and, and beating the disease at least you know we hope we hope that it's uh, that it that it's beaten and and gone for good we can only we can only pray to Hashem for that. But an amazing, uh, an amazing uh, showing by uh, the Garden of Dreams Make a Wish Foundation for really a truly a great kid. One of the one of the great kids that you know I've gotten the chance to coach through my tenure. Nice kid, uh, extremely great. So it's good to see him. You know, where a couple of months ago, or a couple of uh, it was a couple of years ago, hopefully we can get him on the show maybe over the next week to tell his story and to give his side of things. But a really, really fun new story that happened this past week. If you haven't seen it yet, you can Google Moshe Iluz or you can go on Facebook and, and you know just look for all of the many posts and the many tweets that have gone around this past week. Class organization, New York Rangers, huge Ranger fan, um and uh, giving him the chance to share in the dream of a lifetime. Getting back to the obstacles that we face for the playoffs, there's also another obstacle coming up over the next two weeks. It may not seem like as much of an obstacle because it's on a Sunday this year, but in effect, it really is. Purim coming up in a couple of weeks. Not so much worry. I shouldn't say worry. Purim is a great time of year, but it also wreaks havoc on the Yeshiva League playoffs. And we'll get into that as well for some of the leagues as we go down the line. But it all leads up to our two championship games, or two championship days, I should say, for the boys and another couple of championship games, uh, days for the girls, I keep saying that. But what's going to happen is, it's all leading up to, for the boys, the boys' hockey championship will be on March 19th. That's right, Sunday, March 19th, we'll have the JV and Varsity Boys doubleheader. Can't wait for that to happen. In basketball, for boys basketball, it will be the same on March 26th. Then you also have to take into account the girls basketball games for that. The girls Varsity A basketball championship will happen on Wednesday night, March 8th. The girls Varsity B basketball championship has not been determined yet, nor the place uh, where it will be played. And the Girls' JV Championship will be played on March 8th as well. We'll get into each specific league as we go along today. Cannot wait to get into it. We had a um, we had a whole uh, a whole list of, uh, of games that are coming up. We'll get to them as we get through each show, and we'll wrap up each league 
in the last week of the regular season. So let's jump into that right now. We're going to start off with hockey just because it'll be easier to condense all of basketball and all of our issues, which mostly are, you know, Saracek related into the show in the second half of the show. But let's start off with hockey. We're going to start off in varsity hockey where the last five games of the regular season were played. Um, two games in the East that had impact on the seeding, three games in the West, all of them had, well, really only two of them, I should say, have had impact. One had impact, and another pretty much finished off what we already knew. Starting off in the East, both the games against, uh, I'm sorry, both the games involved the top four teams in the league. Again, we already knew coming in that the top that the top four teams were going to be the top four teams in some order. You had Flatbush and North Shore as five and six as the uh, in the East. Those were automatic. But we had DRS and Hank, the one and four in the East. And we had Rombaum and Hafter, uh, the two and three. Coming into the week, DRS, we already knew, had it wrapped up. DRS was a perfect 13-0. and 0. They would face off against Hank. Uh, and depending on what happened in the Rombaum-Hafter game, that game with DRS and Hank could have had an impact on the second and third, and even and even the third seed, depending on how things went. After Rambam, obviously the juicier game. Rambam uh, looking to avenge the loss from the week before against the Hafter Hawks in Rambam. Walked into Hafter in the first period. Rambam, for the second game in a row, jumps out to a very early one nothing lead on a scrum right in front that snuck in past Hafter goalie Elijah Glaubach to give the Ravens a one nothing lead. However, much like the last game that these two played, it would be the last offense the Ravens would get, and they would be chasing the remainder of the game. Second period, Hafter finally finds their way on the board and then goes up before the end of the period to take a 2-1 lead. Two more goals in the third period would give Hafter the 4-1 final. What that would mean is that Hafter would finish their season at 10-4 and and would clinch the second seed and the second bye. Rambam at that point dropping to 8-5-0 and won 17 points, tying them with Hank, meaning that Hank's game that Wednesday or last Wednesday could determine whether or not Rambam would be the third seed or the fourth seed. Hank at 8-4-1 and one at that point. Um, sort of gave it away there. Hank 8-4-1 and one at that point. 17 points. A win could put them into the three seed. Wouldn't be, though, because DRS finished off their season on a perfect note, 14-0 and 0 with yet another shutout. A 3-0 DRS victory, meaning that DRS would finish the season 14-0 and 0 with 28 points. Hafter, 10-4, 20 points. Rambam and Hank tied at 8-5-0-1. Rambam taking the tiebreaker from that very first game of the season that they played, that 6-5 Rambam victory, the one where uh, it was so back and forth. Uh, we'll talk about that if we uh, if we ever get to a Rambam-Hank meeting, but it's so crazy to believe that the first game of the season, the only game of the two season that these teams played, really made that big a difference between them. So got to win every game, and that shows why. Also showing why you got to win every game. The fifth and sixth place teams, as we mentioned before, also finishing in a tie. Flatbush at six and eight. North Shore at six and eight. Flatbush taking the season series over North Shore, which is what gave Flatbush the fifth and North Shore the sixth. Moving out to the West, where three games were played, um, but the one that decided how everything would go in the middle of the pack. The only one people were really looking at, the Ramaz JEC game. Uh, that one was a doozy. Uh, Ramaz 
taking a 2-0 victory over JEC in JEC. Coming into the week, you sort of knew how each team was going to fall. You knew that Frisch and SAR were the 1 and 2. You knew that TABC was the 3 and that MTA was the 6. Ramaz and JEC, though, the winner of this game you uh, you knew would be taking the bye. Uh, as Ramaz walked into the uh, the game with an 8-5 record, JEC at 7-5-0-1, separated by one point, Ramaz took the 2-0 win. So Ramaz finishes with 18 points, and so a game that happened as a 2-0 Ramaz victory this past Monday night will be a rematch next week in Ramaz. JEC will travel to Ramaz. We'll get to the uh, the matchups as we go, but just know that that game could have determined these two teams as they go into the second round of play. Also played that week, TABC and Kushner. TABC finished off the season strong with a 5-2 victory, pushing them to 21 points. Obviously had the third seed wrapped up, but a great way to go into the playoffs against uh, a Kushner team that at that point had already been eliminated. Kushner fighting for pride, could not find their way over TABC. The final game of the regular season. The game had been pushed off several times. Frisch and JEC. Frisch defeating JEC 4-1. to So, got to walk back what I said before. JEC was 7-4-0-1 going into that game on Monday against Ramaz, and two losses on the week put them at 7-6-0-1 to end their season. But JEC taking a 4-1 loss to Frisch. And what this one really, ha- what this one really meant was that SAR had one last hope to clinch the division title based on the tiebreakers that were placed. Frisch needed to win it. Um, I'm not going to go into the numbers. We talked last week about strength of schedule. Strength of schedule gave SAR an opportunity to actually clinch the West had had Frisch lost this game to JEC. But because Frisch won, it made it a moot point. Frisch finishes the season at 13 and 1, 26 points. SAR at 12 and 2, 24 points. They get the 1 and the 2. TABC in the 3 at 10, 3, 0, 1, 1, 21 points. Ramaz the 4 at 9 and 5 with 18 points. JEC 7, 6, 0, 1, 1, 15 points. MTA 7 and 7 with 14 points. Kushner finished out their season at 5, 8, 0, and 1, a disappointing 11 points and out of the playoffs. So, here is how it works in uh, boys' varsity. The way it works is they have the top two teams in each get a first-round bye. West 1, East 1, West 2, East 2. Those are DRS and Hafter in the East, Frisch and SAR in the West. They get buys. How it works is it works internally in the first round. You have East 3 Rambam hosting East North Shore, East 6 North Shore. That game will happen, I believe, February 27th. Um, that they These two teams played early on in the season. Rambam with an 8-0 victory in Rambam. These two teams will meet up on February 27th. Hank and Flatbush, the East 4, East 5 game. These two teams met, I believe they met up back in November as well. And this is going to be interesting because this is one matchup where the five actually uh, actually has the edge over the four. Flatbush taking the 4 nothing win over Hank back in November. However, that game was in Flatbush. So we'll see if any difference is made when the series jumps over to Hank. That game will be played tomorrow night at, I believe, 8 p.m. in Hank. So the winners of those games will flip... And we'll go play the East, sorry, the West 
three, sorry, the West one or two. The highest winner of the East games will play the lowest West, the lowest West by seed. So if Rombaum were to win, Rombaum the East three were to win, they would automatically go play the West two seed, which is SAR. Were North Shore to win that game, the lowest seed would then travel to West number one Frisch, while the winner of the Hang Flatbush game would play SAR. A little confusing, maybe. We'll try to clean up as best as possible. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll update you again over the next week as these games happen. Moving over to the West. Obviously, we said Frisch and SAR are the top two teams. They will face the lowest winners from the East games. Hafter, sorry, DRS and Hafter in 1 and 2 will do the same from the West. So Hafter and DRS in 1 and 2 will take on the winners from TABC and MTA, the West 3, and the West 6. That game will take place tonight at 6.30 p.m. So that game actually is already just about done. Uh, well, technically, I mean, that started about 45 minutes ago. That game, for the most part, you can probably switch over to TABC TV to, to watch that now, but don't do that because you're listening to me on the court report, and right now you want to get the information on all the leagues, not just one game that's going on. But that game going on right now in TABC. The other game, Ramaz JEC, that game will take place next week as well. That game will take place next Tuesday night at 8.30 in Ramaz. We've uh, chronicled the two games that they played this year, the 4-3 overtime win for Ramaz over JEC in Ramaz, and the 2-0 game that they played this past week in uh, in JEC. Going back to that MTA and, uh, and TABC game, those two teams happened to play this year as well, and a uh, 5-1 win by TABC in MTA in January was their lone meeting on the year. So TABC, the three seed, obviously having the advantage over the six seed, not only in seeding, but also in the edge in games that they played this year. We'll, we'll bring you back here next week to discuss what is going on in the second round of the varsity hockey playoffs. Moving over to JV, a uh, much different setup. We'll just give you the setup before we go into what happened because only one game happened uh, this past week. So the setup, the way it works here is they skip the first round entirely. Again, four teams from each conference make the playoffs in JV. Goes one, two, three, four, and it flips. And so the, the highest-seeded team from the east will face the lowest-seeded team from the west. The middle, the the two, the two seed from the east will face the third seed from the west. The and it'll just flip the other way around. We'll give you the bracket, the the correct bracket, in just a second. The only game on the week that was played last Sunday night had TABC taking DRS uh, to the limit and winning 3-2. to two. It was going back and forth, a back-and-forth game between the two teams. It was 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, Finally, a goal, I believe it was by, by Ellie Schiff, in the final five minutes of the game to put the game out of reach, 3-2 to two for the TABC Storm. Keeping TABC as the perfect uh, the perfect team on the year. I, I should say undefeated because they did have a tie early on in the year against Frisch, but they finish off with the season crown at 9-0-1 in the West. DRS, with the loss, drops to 8-1-1. 
with 17 points, still the top seed in the East, but the pride factor goes to TABC now, and they'll have that momentum going into the playoffs. They didn't have much to fight. Neither team had much to fight for. They both knew what they would be doing this week. Uh, everybody, in fact, knew what they would be doing this week, and that's uh, that looks like this. DRS, the East one, despite the loss, finishing at 17 points, will take on West number 4 SAR. This will be the second year in a row that DRS takes on SAR in the playoffs in the greenhouse. Last year, the two teams played DRS, taking that game as the first on their way to the JV Championship. That one will happen this coming Sunday night, sorry, Sunday afternoon at at 1.30 p.m. in DRS. The winner of that game will go on to play the winner of the West 2 Frisch versus East 3 Hank. That game will take place this Saturday night. Frisch, the West 2 seed, 15.61 and 3, three ties on the year, going up against Hank, 6-3-0-1, dropping the last few games, uh, not coming into the playoffs on a high note for Hank. Frisch, also somewhat in the same boat, uh, both teams looking to really make a statement and to go into uh, the semifinals and really uh, make a name for themselves. Frisch, obviously looking to go in against either DRS, whom they faced in the championship last year, or SAR, who is their bitter rival in the um, in the JV West. Uh, we saw this year the two of them play to a very, very uh, good game in SAR a few weeks ago, in SAR's road to just barely making the playoffs. SAR making it with the last week by the skin of their teeth, needing just what they got with Kushner, JEC, and MTA all falling out of it. Hank, on the other hand, looking to show that the the finish to this year was uh, was just a slight bump in the road, looking to go in either against DRS, who is you know their division rival, uh, who took them out of the playoffs in the semis last year, or against SAR, who took them out in the first round two years ago. In the other bracket, West number one, TABC, will square off against East 4 Flatbush. That game will happen on the 28th at 8.15 in TABC, the last time these two teams met. Uh, I don't believe they... Let me check to see if they met up this year. I don't believe they did. But I can remember the last time these two teams met up in the playoffs. I happened to be the coach of Flatbush at that point. Uh, it was a devastating loss in TABC, and that was with, I believe, with last year's varsity champion team at the helm. That team would, that TABC team would go on to win the JV championship. So that game, again, will happen on the 28th. And the winner of that will go on to face the winner of the East 2-West 3 game between Hafter and Ramaz. That game happening late. That game will happen March 1st, and that's next Wednesday night. So uh, we will preview that game for you next Tuesday. But just know that that is how the bracket works. DRS and SAR, the winner of that game, faces the winner of the Hank Frisch game. Then in the other bracket, you have TABC and Flatbush, the winner facing the winner of the Ramaz-Hafter bracket. Sorry, Ramaz-Hafter game.
before we finish up in hockey, just going to jump back a bit, going to go back to varsity hockey and give the final regular season uh, rankings. We're going to do our playoff rankings as well, but last week we got back into the habit of doing the rankings with a little more time. We are going to do it now also. Um, Looking at it, only a few changes. The last regular season ranking has this as its order, DRS at the 1, Frisch at the 2, SAR at 3, Hafter at 4, cementing it with another win over Rambam, TABC at the 5, Rambam at 6, Hank at 7, MTA jumping from ninth to 8th over Ramaz, despite Ramaz's win over JEC, uh, well, I shouldn't say it, despite that, uh, MTA moves up because JEC drops down from 8th to 10th. Ramaz jumps from 11th to 9th with the win. So the way it looks now is MTA at 8, Ramaz at 9, JEC at 10, Kushner dropping from 10th to 11th. 12th through uh, 18th stays the same. Flatbush and North Shore, the east bottom two, dropping behind, or not dropping, but still being behind the, the, uh, the, the first left out in the west. At 12 and 13, Hillel, 14, Mega David, 15, Solomon Schechter, 16, YDE, 17, and Westchester, 18. You can expect uh, 14 through 18 to stay the same the rest of the way through. The only way the bottom really changes is if Flatbush or North Shore pulls off an upset. And the truth is, as we said, Flatbush having the, the edge over Hank given their win in early uh, November could come back into play, and we could see an upset in that game. So pay attention to that, and uh, we'll cover that as the playoffs go along. Moving over to JV now. Only one game on the week. Didn't really change much. TABC keeps the one with the win over DRS. DRS in the two with the very close loss to TABC. Nipping on DRS's heels with Frisch at the three, Hafter the four, SAR at five, Hank at six, Ramaz at seven, Flatbush at eight, Kushner nine, Rambam ten, JEC eleven, MTA 12, YDE 13, Share 14, Mag and David 15. Do not expect 9 through 15 to change at all from here on out. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Girls basketball is where we will head to next. Girls basketball following the four teams making the playoffs format um, for each league. Uh, for, sorry, for each division. So in the East, Flatbush finishing with a record of 10-2. and two. Central, 8-4. and four. Ramaz and Heschel tied at 7-5. and five. Ramaz getting the 3. Heschel getting the 4. Uh, over in the West, SAR 11 and 1 with the one seed. Frisch in second at 9 and 3. Mayanote in third at 8 and 4. Hillel fourth at 7 and 5. No games over the past week, so these teams knew going into the week what their matchups would be already preparing. Flatbush and Hillel will be the first quarterfinal game. East 1 Flatbush against West 4 Hillel. Uh, Flatbush hosting. That game will be next. Let's see, it's the 27th next Monday night. That'll be a repeat of last year's playoffs. In last year's playoffs, Flatbush and Hill met up. Flatbush taking a 53-45 to victory. If I remember, that was in overtime. Um, so these two teams meeting for the second year in a row in the first round. Again, Flatbush uh, starting the season off at 0-2, ripping off 10 straight 
to take the Eastern Division crown. The winner of that game will meet up against uh, the winner of the West 2, East 3, Frisch and Ramaz playoff game. Frisch again 9-3, and three, Ramaz 7-5, taking, taking the third seed over Heschel. That game will be also on the 27th at 8 p.m. at Frisch. Um, moving over to the other bracket, where SAR, again, the Western Division champion, taking on East number four, Heschel. East number four, Heschel, taking the final playoff spot in the East, um, and they will face the winner of Central and Maya Note. The Central Maya Note game will be... Uh, will be in just a few minutes. That game will be tipping off at 7:45 in um, that game was, uh, in Central. Uh, for those that are interested in going out there, Sar Heschel doesn't look like they have set a game yet. So that is Girls Varsity A. That championship again will take place on Wednesday night on uh, Wednesday night, March 8th. Uh, that will be to be determined. I don't think they have a date set for that. It'll be apparently JV game that we'll get to in a second. JV will begin at 6. Varsity game will begin a half hour after the conclusion of the JV game. We'll tell you where as soon as we find out. Gonna gonna hold off on Girls Varsity B. Uh, we're going to move over to Girls JV, where interesting scenario played up over the last week. Last week on the show, we told you about the new playoff format, the strength of schedule, and how we perceived it to impact uh, the outcome of the Girls JV, especially about how it impacted the West, but also we talked about how it impacted the East. Now, going into last week, we had spoken with the commissioner. He had given us... Uh, a setup for how it needed to be approached. Over the week, a couple of issues came up about sort of like the ambiguity of how it was written on the league website. And so in that vein, uh, a, a compromise was reached because there are many ways that you could have read how how to go about breaking the tie. So instead of getting into a whole war, there was, uh, in fact, a, a compromise reach. And that would go between the uh, the three-way tie featuring Ramaz, Hafter, and Central. The three teams all finished at five and five in the East. The way the the way the JV League works is, three teams make the playoffs from each division. Top team gets a bye. These two teams, uh, the two and three, go into a playoff bracket. Now Hank had already wrapped up the number one seed at nine and one. So Ramaz, Hafter, and Central all tied at 5-5 five and five after the games that they played last week. League felt, you know what, a little too ambiguous. So what happened was they gave the the clear tie break to Ramaz, and uh, they would be given the East 2 seed. Hafter and Central would go to bat against each other for the, uh, for the, for the next, uh, for the third seed in the East. In this one, not really close. Central, 57-34 to 34 win over Hafter. So, um, they would get the three seed, which they wouldn't have gotten under, I guess what you call the, unam- the, the ambiguous uh, uh, playoff format um, on the site. Hafter would have gotten the three seed uh, according, to, uh, according to one way. The other way, it would have been central. The way we reported last week, Hafter would have gotten it. That was after talking to the commissioner. Before then, we had perceived the, the way that um, 
that some other people might have perceived it to be in which Central would have taken the third seed. So this, in our eyes, sort of sorts that out and uh, gives the team that we originally thought to be the third seed would get the third seed. So there was a little bit of, a, of an ambiguity. Where there wasn't an ambiguity would be in the, in the JV West, where last week we had the makeup game for the Frisch Mayano game that happened earlier this year. Um, just a little bit of a story as to backstory as to what happened. Maya Note was uh, originally credited with the win in that game. A couple scoring er- uh, issues, scoring errors going back into that game uh, occurred. And so compromise there was because the score at the end of the game was not what what uh, the teams thought it was uh, and there was a, a, a an issue with the with checking the books uh, it's not really worth going into fully because not all of the information is known but what is known is that the commissioners and the coaches got together and decided you know what we're going to if we need to we'll play this game again and they did so frisch going into the game at 8 and 1 uh maya note in the game at 8 and 2 we we documented last week what would happen if maya note were to win if maya note were to win you would have yourself a three-way tie and uh, we'd have a very interesting situation as to how we would figure out who exactly would clinch uh, the playoff spot, which would be even more interesting now, I guess, um, because at that point, I guess they would have had to wait uh, with strength of schedule. They would have had to wait to see who won that central hafter game because that one would have been pivotal had hafter or central not made it. Uh, one of the it could have uh, changed the strength of schedule that we went into last week. Not to get you on that. However, crisis, I guess, sort of averted. Frisch taking the 52-48 win over Maya Note. Frisch, the 9-1 record, taking the one seed in the JV West. SAR would take the 2 at 8-2. and two. Maya Note, the 3 at 7-3. and three. So, bracket looking like this. Frisch and Hank getting the buys. Frisch will face the winner of the East 2 uh, Ramaz West 3 Maya Note game. The uh, I don't think that a date has been set for that game. I don't think a date's been set for any of these games yet. But in the other bracket, the East 1 Hank will face the winner of West 2 Central hosting, sorry, West 2 SAR hosting East 3 Central. So again, Ramaz and Maya Note will play in Ramaz, the winner to face West 1 champion Frisch. And West 2 SIR will host East 3 Central, the winner to face East 1 Hank in Hank, and the winner of those two games will meet in the championship. That will be March 8th. Jumping back over to Girls Varsity, going to Girls Varsity B. One game this past week didn't have a uh, an effect on anything. SKA finished out their perfect season, trouncing Shari. Not even going to mention the score. It was that lopsided. SKA 12 and 0 finishing in first place in Girls Varsity B. So division looked like this. SKA 12 and 0. Breweria will be the two seed at 10 and 2. Mag and Dave the three seed at 6 and 6. Elon the four seed at 5 and 7. The way it's going to work. Elon the four seed will travel to SKA for their first round game. Their as well really their semifinal game. That game has not been determined yet. The other matchup will be the second seed, Breweria, hosting the third seed, Mag and David. Taking a look for these two teams who have... These two teams each played each other uh, several times this year. Taking a look back at the matchups for them. Breweria 
and Mag and David. Bruria won both their games with Mag and David this past year. Uh, SKA taking on Elon. SKA also taking their two meetings. So uh, if all plays out, if all plays out as we as we think it might, we can have another epic showdown between SKA and Brewery in the championship again. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. You never know what can happen. Mag and David and Elon. You know, all it takes is one game to 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 cause a ruckus and an upset in the Yeshiva League. And that is basically our roundup of girls, varsity, and JV basketball. We will bring you the results of these games over the next week, and uh, and then uh, we'll move on to the later rounds, and we'll give you a couple of more uh, recaps and previews as the playoffs go on. Going to move over to boys now. We're going to do boys JV because I want to keep varsity. Uh, I want to keep varsity to last because varsity is a very. It's going to include the Sarachek preview. So sticking with boys JV, uh, several games over the last week. There were five games over the last week of play. Going to start off in the West because the truth is. You know the, the the it's a very clean roundup. TABC taking a win over Westchester to push their record to nine and one, tie them with Frisch, and by virtue of their win over Frisch last week, TABC clinches the Western Division Championship and the number one seed. So they're at nine and one. They're the one seed. Frisch also at nine and one is the two seed. Behind them, MTA and SAR tied at six and four. MTA by virtue of their win over SAR earlier this season, the three seed SAR the four seed. JEC at five and five, clinching the fifth seed. Behind them will be Heschel. Why? Because Share Torah out in the east, already eliminated, took out Hillel, 67 to 54. And because of that, a team that with a win could have clinched a playoff spot, Hillel, losing Heschel at four and six, jumps over them and takes the sixth spot in the bar in the JV West. So, JV West, sorry, the JV will go the same way as Varsity in terms of seeding. Let's do the East, and we'll get to, th- and we'll get back to that. Uh, really interesting couple of days of basketball. Um, we mentioned last week about the the possibilities of uh, of ties in the in the Varsity, and we'll get into that in a couple of seconds about how that could play out in Varsity. Possibility of a five way tie. There was also a possibility of that going into this week. Mag and David rolled into the week at, uh, I believe it was, I believe it was six and one. Um, uh, Hafter already knew where it was at eight and two. DRS was at seven and three. Hank at seven and three. YDE rolled in at six and three. North Shore rolled into the week, I believe at six and three. Uh, six, it was at six and two. Or is it five and two? They rolled into the week at five and no, they rolled into the week at five and three. We had a situation where we could have had a five-way tie here also, with five teams tied at seven and three. We could have had a situation where Mag and David, DRS, Hank, YDE, and North Shore all tied at seven and three. Well, that was uh, that was uh, hastened a bit early on. As last Monday night, Mag and David took a 47-27 to win over Flatbush to move them up to the 7-win mark. So that was one domino that needed to fall. Uh, the interesting domino happened the next night where North Shore needed to play two games 
That's right, two games. Um, North Shore needed to get another game in this past week. They originally had the game with Mag and David scheduled for uh, for that for Tuesday night. Um, however, because of the snowstorm the week before, I'm sorry, they had the game with Shari scheduled originally. Because they had the snowstorm uh, cancel one of their games the week before, the only night they can make it up was Tuesday night. Since they were on the road for both games, both their opponents in Brooklyn, they played both games in the same night. Um, first game, uh, well, let's just talk the games in tandem. Needed to win both games in order to cause a ruckus. Thankfully, it did not happen. We didn't have to go to the five-way tiebreak, even though we figured that out already. Mag and David taking Shari, say sorry, taking North Shore out, 57 to 45. North Shore defeating Shari in the other game on the night. So. Their uh, their situation looked like this. Mag and David coming out of the night at eight and one already knew that it had wrapped up the boys varsity East uh, with that with that win. Hafter at eight and two would be the two seed. Uh, but now we had a very interesting situation. We had DRS and Hank at seven and three. We had YDE with their last game against Mag and David at six and three. North Shore at six and four. YDE knew that at the end of that game, it would find its way tied with one team or two teams. So, DRS and Hank and North Shore all awaiting that YDE, Mag, and David game. If YDE won that game, it would be in a three-way tie with DRS and Hank. Had it won that game, we would have had... I doing going through... We'd have to go to strength of schedule, where very, very small minute parsing between the two to figure out what would have happened. DRS, because um, they each they each would have split their games, DRS, YDE, and Hank would have each been one and one against each other. Shrenta's schedule would come down to this. Only one difference in the games in all three schedules. It would be DRS's game against Frisch, Hank's game against TABC, YDE's game, their cross game, was against Heschel. So YDE would automatically drop out to be the fifth seed. They would be So they would be the fifth seed if they won, um, and then it would be uh, Hank and DRS going based on this, the regular season seeding, going back to the top, and that would have, uh, that would have um, uh, uh, I believe it had, uh, did it have, yeah, it had DRS, taking that win over Hank. So it would be DRS taking the three, Hank taking the four, YDE taking the five. Now, let's say say YDE lost. YDE would be tied with North Shore. And you know what? Ultimately, that's what happened because Mag and David would end up taking the win over YDE. So YDE tied with North Shore at six and four. North Shore taking the regular season meeting between the two. YDE falling to six and four and sixth place in the East. So East looked like this. Mag and David and Hafter got the bye. DRS, Hank, North Shore and YDE in that order. Looking at the playoff tree for this uh, for this very league. Hold on, let's go take a look at what the what the matchups are. Uh, obviously, as we said, Mag and David the one, after the two from the east, TABC the one, Frisch the two from the west. Those teams automatically getting a first round bye. Fighting in the first round, East 3 DRS hosting East 6 YDE. That game taking place this coming Thursday night. YDE upsetting DRS in that game, uh, as we chronicled for you two weeks ago. So this a very interesting matchup right off the bat. DRS going to have to literally fight for their lives against a team that beat them not too long ago, uh, really costing them a shot 
at the division crown. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. In the other East uh, bracket, East 4, Hank will host East 5, North Shore. That game tipped off about five minutes ago. So Hank and North Shore doing battle now. Moving over to the West, where, again, we told you about the ties between uh, the tie between MTA and SAR. That tie break going to MTA. MTA and Heschel will face off West 3 MTA, hosting West 6 Heschel. That will be next Tuesday night, an early start, a 4.30 p.m. start uh, between the two city schools. So next Tuesday night, look out for that one. Also in the West, the West 4 SAR hosting West 5 JEC. That'll be this coming Sunday at 1 p.m. So again, just like uh, just like we chronicled in hockey, you have the two by teams. You have the East. Sorry, you have each three hosting each six. East four host each four hosting each five. The lowest winner in the first round will face the opposite league's highest seed, and the highest winner in the first round will face the opposite league's lowest by seed. We will make sure that that's cleared up for you next week. Moving over to varsity basketball, where there are a couple of more games over the week, just going to get to a lot of results, if only because there's a lot to talk about in terms of uh, of Saracek. So, not really much to talk about in terms of uh, in terms of stats for the last week. Just going to give you a couple of scores. Again, we told you coming into the week, the possibility of that five-way tie really, uh, really laid over the league. Again, we figured it out. Um, and uh, had that happened, we would have had an answer for you very simply. Uh, worked with the league on it, just to make sure that everything was uh, was uh, kosher on it. And so we knew what would happen, no matter what, no matter whether it was a five-way situation, a four-way situation, a three-way situation, we would have had the answer for you. Thankfully, a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, talk got averted. Uh, originally. Uh, it looked as if uh, everything was stacking up. We told you about the Rambam win last week over Maor. That was the first step in it. Flatbush taking a 73-71 win over Shari Torah to up their record to 10-4 to tie them with DRS and Rambam. That happened as well. The one game that needed to happen would be YDE and Hank. We'll take it back to earlier in the season. YDE taking a two-point win over Hank. In order to get that five-way tie, Hank would need to beat YDE, and it got so close, so close. The difference in this game, one point. YDE taking the 41-40 to win over Hank, meaning that we would not have a five-way tie. We would instead have a three-way tie between DRS, Rambam, and Flatbush, with YDE taking the division crown at 11-3, and Hafter taking the uh, the sixth seed at eight and six, Hank taking the fifth seed at nine and five. Hafter the win over Derekator to get them there. The uh, other teams that played this week, uh, Shari Torah taking the 66-43 win over North Shore. Neither team in the playoffs. Uh, North Shore would also lose to Ramaz 77 to 55. Uh, the crossover game that everybody's talking about, Heschel taking their second loss on the year, 
dropping it to Hafter, 68 to 61. Uh, really uh, interesting loss. Wondering whether or not uh, they're just getting ready for the playoffs. But Hafter taking the win, gaining some momentum. Hafter the 16. And keep note of that because we're actually going to touch on that uh, uh, a little further on when we talk about Saracek. But because uh, that gets interesting into our equation, the only other game on the week, MTA taking a win over JEC to up their record to 10 and 4. Now, we'll get into that in a second, but that is huge in terms of the West. Taking a look at the East, YDE, the number one team at 11 and 3, DRS, Flopish, and Rombaum tying at 10 and 4. That tie break would go to DRS. DRS would take the two seed. Uh, Flatbush by virtue of having defeated Rombaum a few weeks ago, taking the uh, taking the four seed, sorry, taking the three seed uh, after their slow start to the year, their one and three start to the year. Flopish really coming on strong, going nine and one in their last ten games. Rombaum will take the four seed at ten and four. They'll face Hank. Hank is nine and five. Hafter at eight and six to end the year. So again, YDE and DRS get the bye. Flopish facing uh, facing Hafter. Rombaum facing uh, Hank. And the uh, the way that the way those uh, teams will work out is like this. Hafter and Flopish will face on the 27th. That will be next Monday night. And the other game, Rombaum and Hank will play this coming Thursday. Over in the West, taking a look at uh, at the uh, standings. Heschel, 12-2 after that loss to Hafter. They still take the number one seed. Frisch taking the two seed at 11-3. So now we get to this interesting situation with SAR, MTA, and TABC. SAR and TABC were supposed to face last week. But because of the snowstorm, that game had to be postponed. Unfortunately, because of the way the schedule works out for SAR over the next two weeks, that game's not going to be played. So what happens is, MTA came into the week at 9-4, and four, TABC came into the week at 9-4, and four, SAR at 10-3. and three. So the way it worked out was, because they knew, because the league knew that it would either be MTA and TABC facing an MTA or TABC, TABC SAR that game canceled. The MTA win would put them to ten and four. TABC would be left at nine and four, and the league would determine it by percentage. Had MTA lost, the game would have been in TABC, but the MTA win put that in MTA, and so TABC will finish in the five spot. Kushner finishes in the six spot. Another important factoid when we get to Saracek. Heschel and Frisch taking the bye. SAR will host Kushner. That game will take place also on Thursday night, and uh, the MTA-TABC game in MTA will also take place this coming Thursday night. Now, we have about 10 minutes left, and this is sort of by design. We're going to spend like the next six or seven minutes discussing the upcoming Saracek uh, tournament. Uh, Saracek 26 is going to be um, next, I believe it's next week, uh, it kicks off Thursday, March 2nd at uh, YU in Yeshiva University. Uh, so the release of participating teams this past, we're going to cause quite a, uh, quite a stir. Running down the list, and the uh, I, I don't know that they, that they have the seeding down just yet. I believe they were waiting to find out the results of a game. I don't know if they did, but I'm just going to go based on what they have. The Sarachek teams announced. Here is the, uh, the way it fell out. Frisch 
was the Frisch, I believe, is going to be the one seed. Heschel, the two. Shalhevet, the three. SAR, the four. Valley Tora of California, the five. Katz, formerly Weinbaum, at six. Cooper, at seven. MTA, the host school, at eight. Eula, uh, at nine. Rajji from Miami, at ten. Shek Hillel from North Miami at 11. Yeshiva Orchayim from Toronto at 12. Fuchs Mizrahi uh, from Cleveland, Ohio at 13. Maimonides from uh, Massachusetts at 14. Kushner at 15. Ida Crown at 16. Hebrew Academy of Montreal at 17. Hillel Academy of Pittsburgh at 18. Kohelet at 19. And Harkam Gone from Los Angeles at 20. So these are the teams that were selected to this year's event. And... The selection caused quite a stir. The participants from the Yeshiva League are as follows. You have Frisch, Heschel, SAR, MTA, obviously the host school is going to be there, and Kushner. So there are five teams. There's one thing you got to notice from all of those. You have five West teams, no East teams. And that, that little tidbit didn't go unnoticed this past week on Twitter where there were a couple of people that went back and forth with uh, Jewish Hoops America, J and JA Hoops, um, about the selection process. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You have teams like like YDE, Rambam, DRS, and Flatbush, who finished in double-digit wins in the East, didn't, didn't even get a look. You have... In the, which you have Heschel finishing 12 and 2, Frisch 11 and 3. Obviously, what they've done, you know, at other points in the year, obviously that comes into play also. So you got to be very mindful of that. You got to also be mindful of the fact that you know the, the there are there are other teams that need to be invited. The, the way that that they invite these teams is interesting. Max uh, Yeshiva University, I say Max Live, I mean Yeshiva University. They have a format for how they invite teams. The the issue that came up is a team like YDE finishing their season at 11 and 3. You know, DRS, Flappish, Rambam, all these teams could be very worthy of it. Why not an East team? And so the the Twitter war that sort of ensued started out with with a tweet that uh you know, it's utterly ridiculous that YDE is not in Sarachek, especially, you know, after winning the Yeshiva League East Division at their record. The response to that was should have beaten Meg and David. For, uh, they had the fourth e- easiest schedule in the Yeshiva League and avoided playing any good, good West teams. So, yeah, you know, that's a knock against YDE. I understand. Counter is that the league does provide the schedules. You can only play who you play. And, um,. It gets very interesting. I think the question and the and the the um, the one that was really brought up that was a really good argument was the argument about Kushner being invited. Again, this is not an argument against Kushner being there. But let's let's play let's play um, devil's advocate for a second. Let's play devil's advocate and talk about the differences between all these teams. Kushner. If we were to take a bite out of somebody, and this is not again, I am not knocking Kushner being there. I'm playing devil's advocate as a perp, you know, as uh, on purpose, and I'm saying this also as somebody who runs a tournament myself. I I run a junior high hockey tournament. You got to pick certain teams. You can't pick everybody. So how do you figure it out? But let's take the, the I guess the one team out of that because you're not going to take MTA because MTA is the host team. They're ten and four. They also have an argument team to pick at would be Kushner at 8 and 6. You talk about uh, strength of schedule. Kushner, their their schedule 
you know, after the first couple of games of the year, we we chronicled about how the first six games were, I guess, an easier set of games. Not sure how many wins they received over teams that were above them in the in the playoffs. I think that just about every team that they beat finished behind them outside of the playoffs, not really getting the job done against teams in the playoffs. Now, going to the going if you if you take that Going to the East, I'm going to pick out one team that I think nobody talked about, and I think that they really are worthy of a look, and that's Flatbush. Flatbush started off the season 1-3. and three. They played an extremely tough schedule. They played SAR to start the year, lost to SAR by two, and that was just after learning that Jackie Michon was not going to be playing for them, losing Isaac Arazi as well. So they went into that game with two injuries, two key injuries, and only lost by two. They had a rough patch the first couple of games. They 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 ended up going out there. They beat Frisch. Frisch is the number one team. Flatbush took out Frisch. Went the rest of the regular season only losing one game. That's DRS. Ended up avenging that very loss. I think that if there's one team that deserved a look at that nobody's giving credit to that probably should have made it to Saracek this year, it would be Flatbush. Not sure about YD. If you want to use the strength of schedule and say that, I say forget strength of schedule. Look at strength of wins. Flatbush deserves to be on that radar. Again, Kushner's in. Flatbush is out. As somebody who who um, you know does an event, the obvious counter to everything, and in my opinion, it trumps overall. This is a private event. It's an event that YU runs. They could invite everybody from one league and nobody from another. They can invite no Yeshiva League teams if they wanted to. This is their event, and we really have to yield to the fact that they're going to do what they want to do because it's their event, and we have to respect that. And so we're very much looking forward to how Saracek plays out, and we're going to all enjoy the process, no matter who is picked. So everybody stay tuned for what will be an amazing Saracek. We will preview that next week before the action goes. Just a quick tidbit before we leave. Again, as we mentioned this morning on JM in the AM, uh, the two YU teams that everybody is uh, buzzing over, the YU Roller Hockey Max and the YU Basketball Max uh, are in playoff action coming up. The YU Max will be playing their playoff game tonight, so if you can get out to SUNY Purchase, get out there. That game will be at 7 p.m. And the YU Roller Hockey Team finishing their uh, their season off on a sour note, taking another loss to Stony Brook this past week, dropping them to third place. They will play against Penn State in the first round of their playoffs coming up on March 3rd. That will be in uh, Feasterville, Pennsylvania. So if you can get out there, obviously get out to the ECRHA Championships. If not, uh, we look forward to hearing more good things from both of our Maccabee teams coming up. Thank you once again, guys, for tuning in. That is going to do it for our show. Tune in again next Tuesday night, or this coming Tuesday night if you're listening on Sunday, uh, and we will preview, and we will recap the past week of the playoffs, or this coming week in the playoffs, and we will preview the next rounds as they come about. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night or Sunday night as we get to the playoff time at 7 p.m. 
or you can find the court report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM with Nachum Siegel, 6 to 9 AM, live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with a Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com